You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review with the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Who is Bleak and review the podcast that lives up to its name in 2020 specifically. It's sort of a comedy podcast. It's sort of a news podcast. It's sort of a journey into the mind of one man who's slowly falling apart, but managing to keep his shit together for upwards of one hour a week for this podcast. I am that man. I am Kevin Anderson. I am your host. And a quick shout out to, if I have any listeners in Lebanon, Beirut specifically, I hope you didn't explode. That was crazy earlier this week. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm sure we all have seen the video of the explosion in the capital city by the docks. Uh, What looked like it was a regular old thing burning down turned into a sizable explosion. I would compare it to a, a small nuclear blast. It's very surreal. You pull up that video. If you haven't seen it, I, I encourage you to look at it just so you could realize like what bombs look like or giant explosions look like if you're not familiar. Because you think you know. You're like, oh, yeah, the thing's burning. And then just apparently people were feeling the blast from like 100 miles away, maybe 150. I know it shattered windows like 15 miles away to give you an idea of the impact of that. All I know about it is I don't know much about it. I, I did, you know, keep up there. I know how many people are like dead and stuff, but that's not fun. I do know that they originally thought that it was a warehouse storing fireworks, which caught on fire, which if that was the case, it probably isn't the case. And they've probably already determined that it wasn't, but it, we could probably just get rid of fireworks, right? We don't need them. I might be biased because my neighborhood of North Hollywood, California, celebrated the 4th of July for about three months at all hours of the evening and day, and sometimes celebrated right next to my fucking face. <laughs> Literally felt like six feet away, just explosions constantly, which is great for people with PTSD and small pets that shit themselves. So, yeah, let's, 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 let's do away with fireworks. We can keep those black snakes that you heat up and then they get long and you can keep sparklers and those uh, little bags of gunpowder that you throw on the ground and they go pit, 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 pit and, and children love them. I think the ones I remember buying as a kid were called monster snaps, but I'm sure there's variations on that theme across the country and the world. Yeah. From what I understand, uh, the, 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 the terminology shifted from, fireworks or firecrackers to a warehouse of confiscated explosive materials, which is, oh, so it was a bomb warehouse. (laughs) It was where they kept all their extra bombs because I don't care how many firecrackers are there. That explosion ain't coming from anything that's not made to, you know, destabilize cities in wartime. Pretty scary shit. Uh, Again, my heart goes out to you. If you're in Lebanon, I hope you are okay. And that's all I want to say about that, because it is a huge tragedy. And I, I was trying to realize, I was trying to think about it earlier this week when it happened. I was like, I don't know if I've ever, the closest I've ever experienced something like that happening in my country, my country, this country, you love it or leave it, get out, America. We're going to infect the world and let them all die. We don't care. It was 9-11, though. 9-11, I was 11 years old when that happened. It was still on the other side of the country for me, so there was still a disconnect there. I know people who lived in New York when it happened, and I can't even imagine. There's also something about that the size of that explosion. Like, 9-11 was terrifying, but that shit looked like... I don't know if anyone ever watched 24. <laughs> There's a season of 24. The, you know, the, hey, it's okay to torture people as long as, you know, Kiefer Sutherland's doing it, and he wins in the end. That was that show. There was a season where a nuke went off in Los Angeles, and I remember watching that and being like, oh, that's what a nuke would look like in modern society. That's interesting. 
but it's still not like a thing. And then you see a video like the Beirut explosion and you just go, oh, that's crazy that that actually can happen outside of the world of television. And a lot of people are dead and that sucks. What else is going on? I don't want to talk about explosions for the whole intro. Uh, an interesting conversation with my upstairs neighbor. I know you guys get a lot of neighbor stories in these intros, but we're in quarantine still because California can't handle its shit. Recently surpassed New York as the most confirmed uh, coronavirus cases. So West Coast, best coast. Hell yeah. Thanks, Orange County. But yeah, since we're in quarantine, I don't really interact with many people in person other than my neighbors because, you know, we're kind of co-quarantined together since they're right upstairs and sometimes we hang out and drink and stuff. This 23-year-old guy, he's a good guy, asked me for advice on a lot of stuff, which is weird because I'm kind of a jackass. I always, whenever I'm like trying to help him out with whatever stuff he's working through mentally, I try to remember to add the caveat of keep in mind that I'm a big dumb idiot. And I do stand-up comedy. Well, I did stand-up comedy. Now I don't do much of anything except make podcasts and faff about. So, like, don't – I'm not, like, the answer. You know, this is what I believe about the world. But, you know, you can get a second opinion from someone who has their shit together. <laughs> but he was, uh, he was on acid the other day. And we were chatting. And he mentioned that he thought he might uh, be interested in men as well as women. And I said, that's a cool revelation. I thought that was awesome. Like, it's like a big breakthrough. Like, I know I've heard many coming out stories from a lot of my friends in the LGBTQIA plus community. And, you know, that first revelation is really important. And then, you know, you, you work your way through it. And then finally you can self-actualize, right? No, apparently for Gen Z, you just, <laughs> you just, uh, later, cause later that evening, I just saw him again. And he's like, oh yeah, actually I went and, uh, sucked a dick and everything's cool now. Like, yeah, I, I liked it. I was into it. I guess I'm like bi or pan or something. Anyway, what else is going on? <laughs> like, damn, you act fast on that. He's like an actor and he's like incredibly handsome. And so like, obviously it's not hard for him to like get ass from any gender apparently, but like. The turnaround from I took acid and realized I might be into dudes and then like just finding some dude <laughs> to go blow to confirm this. And then like, you know, that's just now his life is that like he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to organize a three way on uh, on Bumble right now. I'm just like, damn, sitting over here jacking off to porn like a normal quarantine guy. I did yell at him a little bit about, you know, breaking quarantine to experiment sexually. But, you know. The youth are going to do what they're going to do. You can only advise that they get tested for both things. And I posted about that. And of course, you know, I, I just, cause it was such an interesting thing to me, like a phenomenal turnaround. It's just like very indicative of how the next generations after me and the people who preceded me, it's just going to get better for the most part. Cause they're not going to be all weird about shit like that. Like he was able to, you know, just kind of, figure that stuff out and then move on. Like, yeah, this is, this is what I am. And there wasn't any hangups. There wasn't any like shaming from society. I mean, yet I'm sure he'll have to deal with some bullshit at some point because you know, America still sucks. But, uh, I did post about it just to, you know, kind of share the story about it and everything. And mostly overwhelmingly positive feedback. Got a couple, I got one fucking dipshit who I deleted. It was just like, good luck with that. I'm like, okay. Like what? Like, <laughs> I, it's not, first of all, it's not my thing. So I don't know what you want me to do about it, but you're just like, you're just grumpy at the idea of somebody figuring out like a new facet of their whole life. Some like kind of comic adventure who I don't even know why was my friend on Facebook. And he's just, I think he posted some COVID hoax shit also. So probably just a dumb fuck and not, not a, not a friend request I'm going to miss having around. And there's this other girl, and this is what I'm going to end with before we get into uh, before we get into the bulk of the episode here. This is this girl. I don't know if you've ever had this kind of person in your life, but it's somebody who's kind of your acquaintances with, and they're very overly familiar with you in like a way of like they like to try to roast you and talk shit almost exclusively. Like you never have a real conversation; it's just shit talking. And they think that it's all cute and roasty. And you're just like, you don't fucking know me like that. It's kind of frustrating. This is somebody who <laughs> I met because they are a local at the bar where I used to run my open mic. And she's a very exhausting person. I've tolerated her in the past just because I was at that bar every Tuesday. I would most likely see her. And I was like, whatever. 
but yeah, she's just like every time she comments on something that I post or whatever, I just know it's going to be negative shit or like devil's advocate or trying to roast me or just or or not even like roasting because roasting indicates a certain amount of cleverness. It's usually just mean spirited bullshit. And uh, she pulled that shit on this post that I was like, you know, where I was like feeling proud for my neighbor and like hopeful for the next generation of open mindedness. And she's like. Just trying, it's one of those, he's just trying to grill me on every point. Like, why did you post this without asking? Or why would he tell you that? Oh, that's weird. Uh, and like every time I answered honestly, she would just like move the goalpost to try to find another thing to like lampoon me for or, or diss me for. And so I just stopped replying. And the next morning I looked at that thread and it was a hundred comments long. because She started arguing with all my friends in the comments and then brought up some really personal shit about me that I really uh, didn't appreciate. So I blocked her and I feel really good about that because <laughs> I'm not going back to that bar anytime soon. Like, why even bother keeping someone like that around in your life? You know, it's a very important thing to realize as an adult is uh, not everybody's worth your time. I've, I've talked about this before on the podcast, the, my, my habitual need to make sure everybody likes me or feels comfortable and heard all at the same time. And sometimes, you know, for the most part, that's a good way to live, but you got to identify those people that uh, are just toxic and not there to do anything but bring you down. And that's exactly what she is. And so now she's gone forever. <laughs> so I encourage you, dear bleak listeners, delete people from your social medias who suck. They're probably not like they can't do anything about it. like, yeah, they'll be mad. But like they can't contact you because you delete, you blocked them. So like, what are they going to do? Are they going to like stalk you? Maybe. <laughs> if there's like dangerous people, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do there. I, I don't take my advice on that. Speaking of don't taking my advice. Speaking of don't taking my advice. Oof. Don't worry. The rest of the episode will be very coherent. Uh, this is a fun bleak and review here. We've got coming up uh, after the break. I sit down and chat with a uh, first-timer on the show, comedian Nicole Yates from the Did You Eat podcast. She's a delight. We chat about, you know, she moved here from Philadelphia a few years ago, so we chat a lot about, you know, the problems of the West versus East Coast and vermin and things of that nature. But before we get to my interview with Nicole, we've got a very special ad coming up here. Past guest of the show, Ray Liotta, actually, uh, did a specific ad for Chantix for this episode. I'm very excited. I mean, a big celebrity get, certainly. Uh, this this is uh, an exclusive ad read for Bleak and Review. He does Chantix commercials everywhere, but not like this, trust me. So we're going to go to a quick break. You're going to hear an ad, and then we'll be back with more Bleak and Review with Nicole Yates after this. I'm Ray. You know, in my life, I've played a shit ton of roles in a bunch of fucking movies. Tough guy, rough guy, wise guy, cop guy, tough guy. I mean, the list goes on. But as I get older, I find I was playing a bunch of other roles as well. Cough guy, wheezing guy, sneezing guy, brown teeth guy, Jimmy No-Nose, Jimmy Two-Eyes. I've been smoking since I was 14 years old, and I gotta tell you... I don't want to be that guy anymore. My wife, who oddly enough is named Chantrix, I know, it's fucking crazy, suggested I try this new shit called Chantix. I used to smoke the gum like cigarettes and that didn't help anybody. I walk over to my friend Jimmy Two Years and he tells me, Ray, you're doing it wrong. I started chewing it and I gotta tell you, I haven't touched the smokes ever since. It leaves a pungent taste in your mouth, not unlike gasoline. I'm telling you right now, I haven't been able to get that fucking taste out of my mouth for months. So take it from me and my wife Chantrix. Eat Chantrix. And if you're tired of being the smoking tough guy and want to start being the friendly gas mouth man, it worked for me. Stop smoking today with Chantix. Ray Liotta is our motherfucking friend. Oh. Uh, 
cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, so actually, the first thing in the cold open here before we get to all the formalities and stuff, I just thought of this a few seconds ago. I was curious, mm-hmm. since you live in the building that I used to live in, and I know how poorly prepared for earthquakes that building is. How was your earthquake experience the other day? Uh, it was fine. I was sleeping and I woke up and it the, the windows were rattling and I thought it was a truck because right. in my old neighborhood in Philly, like sometimes if a big truck went by, the windows would shake a little bit and oh, I just rolled over and went back to sleep. I guess that makes me an official Angelino now that I <laughs> yeah. just ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that that's the two things that you need to do to officially live here is not give a shit about earthquakes and get used to breathing in ash every summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that they, that pretty much does it. I also went shopping for a, a succulent in the middle of the afternoon and I was told that's an Angelino oh. thing. Oh yeah, that's the hat <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I, I I remember when I used to live there, I remember Vanessa looked up on some database somewhere like buildings ranked by how earthquake proof they are and our that building was a half a star out of five. Oh fuck. <laughs> so I don't know what that means or what their metrics are at all, but I just feel like that's gotta be illegal, right? You can't you can't have uh, a building like that. There's lots of illegal things in this building. Um I don't really think they give a shit about anything as long as you leave them alone and they get the rent check. Kind of, which you know is a blessing and a curse in some ways because I don't know if you've ever had a really nosy landlord before. Uh, <laughs> that kind of oh, sucks, yeah. but yeah. it's 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 also good when they're attentive. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I like I wanted to get a cat, and that is definitely not on our lease. And uh, Stu got real like. Oh well, you know it says no pets, and but two doors down, there's a lady with a Siamese cat that sits in the window. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. There's there's there were tons of pets there when I lived there. Like I remember seeing like s- several specific cats and dogs. Like they just don't. It's just I guess it's just a suggestion, or they don't actually care. I don't know. I it's think very weird. Well, I think as long as you stay out of their way and don't cause any trouble, they don't give a shit. But yeah, I think that they suspected that Vanessa had a cat because. Um, when we went to sign the lease, she was the lady was just like, she never lets us in the apartment. I don't know what she's got going on in there. <laughs> and we're just like, I don't know. Meanwhile, her cat was still here for a couple of days. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time they saw uh, the landlady there saw our guinea pigs when we lived there. And she just looks at the cage and just goes, is rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, no, guinea pigs. And she's like, oh, okay. So I was just like, yeah, clearly we're not supposed to have pets, but like they're also in a cage. And I mean, they do, you know, shit, but they shit in the cage. Right. Uh, And also, like you said, they don't give a fuck (laughs) as long as they get their money and you're not doing crack or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it it explains why everybody else who lives in this complex, like just got to America. Right. Um, Because they don't care either. They're just like, (laughs) we're happy to be here. And they're like, we're happy to take your money. And like, that's. Pretty much it. And nobody they're, wears a mask. They're, oh, yeah. Well, that, that I think is just Los Angeles in general. Like, I think <laughs> I, in my neighborhood now, at least, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, it's it's a like I see like solo people who are out like walking or jogging like they're always the ones that have masks on. But people in couples or families together never do. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. It's like the worst. It's like the worst possible way <laughs> you could do yeah. it. It's- yeah. It's in this in in this complex. It's like packs of kids roaming right. around, and which I don't, I don't have a problem with, but none of them have a mask on, and so it's like I always have a mask on, and I like hold my breath as I walk by them. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a weird it's a weird uh, obstacle course that you found yourself in because that complex is big and has lots of uh, maze like corridors. <laughs> oh yeah, the, it took me like a week to remember how to get from the elevator. To the apartment. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I I've had to every time anyone would visit me there, I'd be like, I'll just come get you at the door because you're not yeah. going to figure it out. Yeah. Deliveries can never figure it out. Oh yeah. Oh, delivery. Yeah. I, I. You know what? Living in this apartment has cut down on my ordering out so much because when you order food, you just want it to come to your door. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I have to like go through like the Batan Death March to like get <laughs> to the front. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll just eat a sandwich. I don't care. I'm not doing it. You're like, don't pay attention to how the numbers go. The numbers are confusing here. It's going to start going up and you're going to think that my apartment is behind you, but it's not. It's actually across this long fucking bridge over River Kwai. And then you're going to get to the second <laughs> building. 
<laughs> by the pool. And they're like, I think you're gaslighting me right now. Seriously. I, I, had a, I had a really fun conversation with a FedEx guy in the elevator once. And he was just like, the first time I had to deliver here, it was like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, you don't know the half of it, man. I live here and I couldn't find my own fucking apartment. Anna kept laughing at me because she's been here before when Vanessa was here. <laughs> right, right. Like, follow me. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, what is happening indeed here on Bleak in Review? That is a cold open. Boom. We do it like pros. Uh, just trying to gather my thoughts after a long day of work. Now I'm in conversation mode. I am Kevin Anderson still, of course. Hopefully that intro was good. I haven't recorded it yet. With me today for the first time on the show, a comedian hailing all the way, well, new LA comedian, but hailing from Philadelphia. I almost said Philadelphia, California. That's how fucking dumb oh. I am right now. <laughs> Nicole Yates is here, everybody. Nicole Yates. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Comedian slash current resident of my former place. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Which Actually, I've done that a few times now. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I, I think I mean I think I I have your room, don't I? Because I'm the I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You got the half bath. You are you are uh, living in my uh, my my old stomping grounds. And the last time I had that happen when I moved out of an apartment in Culver City, uh, the person, another comic who moved into my room there, because I leave a trail of broken people wherever I go. <laughs> uh she she immediately was like i think you had bed bugs and i was like that can't that's not possible it turns out it was an anxiety thing but i felt really bad that i had just uh, ushered somebody into a contaminated environment even though i had no bites so hopefully you haven't been bitten by anything no no but there was bed bike stuff bed bite uh spray or something underneath the sink and i had like a little bit of a spasm oh, right, I, right. Saw it. <laughs> I think he messaged me about <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> That's totally valid. That did happen at that apartment uh, about three oh. or four years before you moved in. Uh, we we handled it like pros. We we froze all of Vanessa's scarves. We threw away everything. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah. That was that was a bit of a thing. But that was my only time having to deal with that kind of a uh, infestation. What was like the what's ever, what's like the worst infestation at a place you've ever had? Uh, at my mom's house in Philly, we had bed bugs, and Oof. um. And it, it was, I think it was from the people next door and it was in the summertime and it was, it was a nightmare, you know, and luckily yeah. my mom, my mom had a close friend who was an exterminator. So he came over and he did like a double treatment. I, like, I'm, I don't know how I didn't grow like a third eye with all the chemicals around. <laughs> right. But like everything was in trash bags and like, it was like, you couldn't sleep because anytime like you thought possibly something might happen, you, you know, you feel oh, something, absolutely. it's like the wind and you're like, Oh God. I and, think for like a oh. full year after we got rid of bed bugs, anytime I had any, I had phantom itches like all the time. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I got bit again. I got bit again. Like I just assumed it. And then like, yeah. I don't know. I think there is that, that psychosomatic thing of like, if you believe something hard enough, you start to like develop like that yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, it's like a bug PTSD thing. And totally. it was my mom can't even talk about it she can't yeah. like and like I, I didn't want to go out because i was afraid i was going to take it some to somebody's house and like right. it was it was a nightmare it was a total like she called me at work and she was like i have to tell you something and i'm like i'm, I'm kind of busy she's like we have bed bugs and i was like i will not be coming home ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm quarantining elsewhere for a while oh yeah that was that was the worst that was the worst did you guys get rid of it uh by like with a uh, poison stuff or did you end up having to move <laughs> no no we got he he came by and he did like two like he did like all the treatments but then he did like double treatments so like we were able to kind of like take care of it fairly quickly but it was That's still good. it was still even now just talking about it i'm like oh yeah um, it's it's not good it's creepy and it's crawly <laughs> yeah yeah and when, when i was driving out to california like staying at hotels like i, I oh, drove God, with my yeah. friend cecilia and i was just constantly checking behind the headboards and like underneath even though like all like they're like holiday ends you know and they have like big things like this is what we do we wrap your mattress we do all this shit and i was like right. i don't care i'm still like oh <laughs> he's like i'm still traumatized uh you know charlie's in the trees etc <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, um the apartment that i lived in uh with anna valenzuela when we first moved in uh they they had a roach problem Oof. and and um the girl who was on the lease who was like a psycho was like oh it's not a problem and just like <laughs> they're my friends into, <laughs> went back into a room to like mainline adderall and like oh. it, it, 
And then she's like, oh, yeah, they, they, they're sending people over to treat the building. They said that you have to take stuff out of the cabinets, but you don't have to. So we didn't. And it turned out that you did. So they had to come back again. So we Oof. both came, we came back from a show at like one o'clock in the morning, two of us. And we're just like ripping everything out of the cabinets for the guy the next day. It was, it was crazy. Like I, I, you know, I had a big thing of like, you know, bug juice that I was just constantly spraying. Like I was, I was just like, I'm going to kill everything in this apartment that yeah, doesn't yeah. have two legs. Yeah, exactly. There's a certain point where you feel like uh, it's beyond your control because you do all the things that everyone tells you to do. You know, you get the poison. Like we got this poison for roaches once that like the the pitch from it is like you put like a dab of this in like a box or something like a cardboard box and just like leave your apartment for the day. You come back, everything. It's so pungent. It'll attract every bug that you could possibly imagine in your place. They will crawl into the box and die in there and they won't be able to get out. Like that's the idea. And like we did that shit. And it was definitely not – it didn't work the way they, they claimed. <laughs> but, uh, you know, because, you know, you mar- capitalism is a nightmare. But <laughs> it, was, it was the thing. You so see, you do all the poisons and everything, and then, like, you see one a few weeks later, and you're just like, so I just – there's not going to end. This isn't going to end. It's just oh, going to yeah. be roaches forever or whatever. Oh, oh, yeah. I just bought this gel um, that, like, uh, I guess exterminators use. Yeah. And- and it's got the best name. It's called Vengeance Plus. <laughs> <laughs> what a great streaming app that would be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like not just Vengeance, but Vengeance Plus. Yeah, we have regular Vengeance that you can get anywhere, but Vengeance Plus for when you really got to stick it to those bugs. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, I, I saw it on Amazon. I'm like, I have to buy this. How can I not buy this? Like, it's pretty good branding. Yeah, it really is. I, I would like to see commercials for that, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> Did it work? I haven't used it yet. Okay. Yeah. But it still is one of those things of like, you could do all the stuff and then, oh God, I just remember, I just had a flashback now that we're doing PTSD shit. I just had a flashback to probably, this actually ties into uh, uh, pests and overbearing intrusive landlords. But this is in the first, the first apartment or house I lived in in East LA when I first moved here in 2013, there was a big ant problem, lots of ants. Uh, and it got, it was so bad that at one point I remember I had ordered, I was very broke. So I ordered a little Caesar's pizza, which was all of my food for the day. And <laughs> yeah, not, not great. <laughs> and, uh, and I was eating it at my desk, just like out of the box. Cause like, fuck it, who cares? Uh, and you know, fucking around on my computer, I turned around to set the pizza box on my bed for a second to free up both hands and my lap to do something. Uh And then maybe five, 10 minutes later, I turn around to get another slice and ants have swarmed my bed. They have, they're all like the entire pizza is covered in ants. And I was just like, Oh, well this, I, do I just kill myself? Like, what do I do? Oh man, (laughs) It was um, devastating. (laughs) I had this roommate. I used to live in this house in Van Nuys and it was a great house, but, but you just couldn't really, like you had to keep it like when it got hot out, you know, like occasionally you'd see like a roach, but occasionally you'd see ants, but it wasn't like a problem. Well, I had this one roommate who was, he got laid off from his job and he was postmating three meals a day. Right. So one day I walk out of my room and I'm like, what are you eating? And he's like, I got pancakes from IHOP. And he's just like (laughs) stuffing them in his face. And he would like eat these giant meals and then go pass out in his room. So he (laughs) threw out like the bowl that it came in and stuff. And I'm laying on the sofa and I happen to look down and I'm like, is the floor moving? And I got closer and there was just like just it was like an ant rave just like <laughs> right there under the coffee table and i was like son of a bitch and when i got closer i put my hand down he had spilled uh pancake syrup all over oh, the floor yep yep and That'll do uh, it. so i took a picture and i texted it to him and i was like what the fuck and he's like <laughs> wake up motherfucker <laughs> yeah and he's like oh i guess i won't eat at the at the coffee table anymore and i was like how about you not spill pancake syrup all over the floor <laughs> how would you stop being a sloppy bastard <laughs> yeah like jesus christ <laughs> yeah syrup like sticky syrups and like melted cheese paste stuff like that's like the oh, worst yeah, for that shit that's what that's what like that congealed little caesar's pizza cheese i think was <laughs> What really? I don't even remember what I did. I think, I mean, I definitely just like, I think I just like threw the pizza out in the backyard. Yeah, like what else could you do? <laughs> yeah, and then just like ripped all my sheets, I like sprayed everything because I did have uh, like poison stuff, but I just remember just like, being like, I, I, there, I think that honestly, the thought crossed my mind of, I guess I have to move. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that kind of stuff is just like I have failed as a human, and yeah. like, and then what have I done? You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like you're you're like I've moved thirty two hundred miles away from home. What have I done? Look at this. What is <laughs> happening here? I'm ba- I'm barely able to tread water with rent and stuff in this you know city of dreams here, and this just everything. I'm just surrounded by bugs and and syrup. <laughs> it's, it's sticky everywhere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everything's was- on fire and it's shaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first like I hit my two years in January and I have lived through giant wildfires, crazy yeah. earthquakes. And I'm just like, well, I'm here now. I guess yeah. I, this is just something I have to deal with. At least I don't right? shovel snow anymore. So I yeah. get the trade off. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is like, you don't really have to worry about snow tires here or chains unless you go up to the mountains. Like you don't ever have to worry about that. But the trade off of that is like, I've been here seven years and I was talking to our friend Joe K recently, uh, and we Joe saw K. that there was yeah, shout out Joe K, friend of the show certainly. Uh, we we were talking about there was like some fires the other day, of course, because it's summer and that's what happens. And he's like, oh shit, there's a wildfire, and we were just like, oh, it's like Santa Clarita. That's not even real. That's not even close. Like that's fine. Like like we like, were so just numb to it. It's like unless it's down the street from me, I'm just like, yeah, of course there's a fire. <laughs> Oh man, when I was living in Van Nuys, there was like huge, huge fires and I would like step outside and it just, I would immediately just start smelling like a campfire. Oh yeah. And my car was like covered in ash and I'm like, maybe I should go. And then, and then the next, and then the, and when I was living with Anna, I was on the road for work and there was wildfires and she's like, she texts me one day. She's like, if we have to like evacuate, is there anything you want me to grab from your room? And I'm like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, we had that same conversation because uh, when I lived where you live now, those hills behind the building that you could see from your uh, front door, yeah. those were 100% on fire and creeping towards us slowly. We were in zone three for evacuation, but there was a point where I was like, oh, we might, this might come to us. <laughs> like it oh, was God. right there. Like our pool, that pool was covered in ash. Uh, oh. My car was f- full, like Pompeii. It was insane. It, 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 it's just, I, this state is hilarious. Like, <laughs> actually, before just to remind, I'm reminding myself real quick. I'm going to text you uh, a photo that I took from your front door of the fire. Uh, from this is a couple years ago now, but I'm going to send that to you after the podcast. Oh God! Yeah, uh, I think, but yeah, I think Anna mentioned that to me. She's like, you know, I remember there was like when there was like really <laughs> big fires. Like she almost had to like leave, and I'm like. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And then after, like it was one of those things of like of like oh we should probably get like a like a go bag or whatever cuz I actually after what happened on Thursday of last week uh, I got I bought an earthquake kit on Amazon cuz I was like, you know, like emergency kit, first aid, yeah. water, food, all that shit. I was uh-huh. like cuz I just realized how like I was like, "Oh, I have nothing. I am not prepared for this shit." Oh yeah, when when uh when there when the quarantine first started, uh, Anna says to me and Stu, you know, hey, you guys should like put together like a go bag. So what do we get? A case of water and a box of like one bars. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bar. We got it. Yeah. And the one bars are still sitting on the counter. And I'm like, we should put these somewhere. And he's like, yeah, I don't know where though. <laughs> well, great. we want to make sure they're easily reachable in the event of a natural disaster. So I don't know. Counter's good. <laughs> yeah. So we could just fist fight over like protein bars. It'll be great. <laughs> I think I could take them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the previous episode's guest, Stuart Thompson, I think everyone knows that you could take him. Uh, <laughs> he's a dandy man. Yes, he is a dandy man. <laughs> now, you, you, you did mention, though, earlier, uh, uh, you know, beat, it beats being like shoveling snow. Would you say what is the trade off uh, of the shitty seasons here versus the shitty seasons in Philly worth it? Or is it kind of an even like 50 50 split? Well, I, I do love the fall, the fall, like when the leaves are changing and it's like yeah. hoodie weather and stuff. Like I miss that a little bit, but we do get that. It's just in December. So right. yeah, you get like, you get like two, a solid fortnight of that. And like, it's like December, January, and then you're done. Yeah. And, and that's fine. And then it rains for a month. I don't care. I, I hate snow so much. The last winter that I spent in Philly, I was my, I, my mom had retired and moved to the Jersey shore and I was staying in the house by myself while it was like for sale. And, uh, I, I, w- I was going to bed on a Sunday night and it had started to snow and I looked out my window and being the lazy asshole I am, I was like, Oh, fuck it. I'll just dig out my car tomorrow. And I went to bed. <laughs> of course. But, yeah. But the problem is, is that the temperature went up and then dropped. So everything turned to ice. So oh, I, go yeah. at, I go out at like six 30 in the morning with my aluminum snow shovel. And I'm like, do do do. And everything is like 
covered in ice. I was <laughs> swinging that shovel like a baseball bat at my windshield and it was just bouncing <laughs> off and I'm just cursing like a sailor. Yeah. My, my neighbors are laughing at me. And I'm like, <laughs> Damn it. And like, I, like, look at this yeah. fucking herb or this suburban like fucking mountain climber here trying to pickaxe her way through to her car. <laughs> yeah, I, and like I didn't live in the suburbs. Like I lived in the city. Like, oh, in, right, right, right. That makes more sense. And it's so I'm, I'm parked on the street, you know, right. and I had to, I had to take a lift for three days to work. It took me three days because by the time I would get, I would go, like, I would get up to go to work and it was, you know, dark out. And then I would get home and it was dark out right. <laughs> and it's, and the temperature, anytime the temperature went up, I was at work. So like, it just kept oh refreezing. God. It was Wait, like Groundhog so, Day. <laughs> that is, yeah, I was going to say that is such great. Like that sounds like something from like a, a fun comedy romp. Like it's, uh, it's like, Oh, I'm, like it's, it seems like a comedy of errors of like every, like you're just gone long enough to never be able to get your car moving. Oh yeah. And then like, if I wanted to take the bus, my, my street was at the edge of my neighborhood. And then there was like, uh, some like some factory things, and then uh, a big main street like San Fernando. Okay. Um, so, but nobody shoveled between my street and like what would be San Fernando. So you would ice skate all you know the two blocks to the corner, and then where I had to wait for the bus was where the the snow plows would pile the snow. So you would have to mountain climb over the dirty snow to get to the bus, and everybody's taking the bus. So <laughs> so it's like a cattle car to Auschwitz with everybody up against the windows. It's a thousand degrees. You're ever you know everybody's two seconds away from throwing up because it's so hot and gross. Wow! And it, like it was like a fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare, and I will never miss that. And if I can never have to deal with that again, knock on wood. Like yeah. Well, thank god i'll take the the wildfires and the heat and <laughs> you know me and Stu just had like a like a like a mafia type sit down about how we're going to run the air conditioner in the living room <laughs> you know like, <laughs> um and, and i'll deal with it i'll take the i'll take the the constant rain in january like i sure I just, you know i don't ever want to have to deal with the snow and the slush and the ice i mean have you ever had aren't you from you're from what sacramento yeah i was gonna say i i as a california born person who yeah from sacramento uh like what you described ice skating to the bus stop and then like climbing over a mountain of dirty snow sounds whimsical to me but that's because like i see snow once every three years tops so like you know what i mean like like i know that it's got to be like a huge fucking inconvenience to have to deal with that all the time but i'm like oh oh, it seems like a musical like everyone's ice skating down the street singing and like you know like harmonizing like we're going to work oh i remember one time i was at work and i worked downtown and i it started to snow real hard and I'm like, I started to freak out and I'm like, I'm leaving early. And my boss was like, why? And I'm like, cause you're a lunatic who doesn't care. <laughs> I'm leaving. And I'm, I'm driving up Delaware Avenue, which is like, you know, four lanes on each side and it runs parallel to the river. And I'm trying to drive in my little Honda fit all over the road. You can't <sighs> see the lanes. Like it was just, it was insanity. Yeah. And all I was thinking of was like, I got to get home and get a spot in front of the house because if I don't, I'm never going to be able to get my car out. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's, ugh. And I've when, dealt with that in the mountains, and that's like, like that was like a one-off experience. Like we encountered some black ice coming back from Big uh, Bear, and uh, like all the roads were like, we were on, we were in the mountain, like mountain pass for like probably five, six hours while they cleared things and stuff. And I, I did spin out a little bit, uh-huh. even though I had, and it was just like. Oh boy, that was like a real big event, and now I'm thinking like, oh, that's just some people's winter, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not as narrow and treacherous with cliffs and stuff, but it's like the same thing of like you have to just deal with that all the time. Oh yeah, well, outside of Philly, there's a lot of like two lane roads, sure, and like it, it, it's just it's a it's a night it's a total nightmare, and. It's one of the settings for all of my favorite dash cam car crash compilation videos <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> it's always a two lane road in oh, winter yeah. where somebody just like it's somebody's car. And then you just see from the dash cam, somebody just whipping past them on the other lane, just sliding sideways and hitting oh, a guardrail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember coming home. I had to do some computer work for my stepdad's brother and his wife. And I was leaving late on a Sunday night. And 309 is like a big highway that runs like to Philly. And they lived out in the suburbs. So I'm driving home. There's nobody on the road. And I'm like, do, do, do. And in the distance, I see cars. And they, you know, as you see cars, sometimes it looks like they're moving, but you're not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and as I'm driving and I'm getting closer and I'm slowing down a little bit and I realized that, that two cars had slammed into each other and one car was like totally like a, 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 
across the two lanes. And, oh, wow. and I'm like, oh, no. And then I, what I was, luckily I was driving slower and I only slid a little bit because I would have slid right into them. And there's yeah, people Jesus. got out of their cars and they're looking at their cars and there's pieces of plastic from cars all over the road. And like, I, I, I think I drove five miles all the way home after that, five miles an hour. Like just, That's I fucking, was yeah, so you got crazy. to. And it was <laughs> we, black ice. Yeah. Yeah. When, when we were, when we were coming down the mountains, uh, when she comes do 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 when we're coming down the mountain, when she comes, uh, <laughs> well, I just remember like, as we were getting to this really like crazy, the crazy turn where we actually did end up spinning out. I mean, we were going very slow as well, but like, as I was driving, like we were seeing all of these cars on the side of the road that had spun out previously that like had smashed into guardrails or into the rocks oh, on the other side. And it was like going to the fucking, like the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, like trying to get the idol and you're seeing all these skeletons with like <laughs> spikes through their heads and shit. And you're like, well, I got to keep going. I, I'm going to make it. Surely they didn't make it, but I'm going to make it. Oh yeah. The, the only time I've been in a car that spun around was, uh, I was in high school and me and my friend had skipped school one day and it had snowed and we went to the movies to see the player. And like, <laughs> sure, as you do. <laughs> got super high, went to see the player. And as we're driving back, like the road dipped down a little bit because there was a, uh, a train bridge and her car just, she hit some ice and we spun all the way around. Oof. And when the car stopped, we were both just frozen and we looked at each other and we're like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Because if there were cars on the other side of that road, we would have died. Yeah, that's a and that's yeah. a weird moment at the end of a car accident when like you realize that you're okay even though what you just experienced was fucking crazy. Like you're just like, yeah. "Oh, shit." Like I like, like oh, I guess I guess I'm fine. Like statistically I shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. So if I never have to deal with that again, you know, fires and rain and mudslides and I don't give a fuck. Like Yeah, I, so, so overall like it's it's just a different kind of insanity over here than Philly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think every place has has like crazy some kind of crazy weather thing that you have to deal with. I was in Chicago once in the winter. Woo. <laughs> no good. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And, and they're all used to it. So like when you right. when you start to freak out, they're just kind of like, what's the problem? And I'm like, I don't know that ice that you're standing next to is as tall as you are. Or maybe that's <laughs> it. I don't know. It's like everyone around different country or different parts of the country has like their genre of natural disaster. Cause I was like talking to somebody earlier today who lives in long Island who, you know, they're dealing with hurricane shit right oh, yeah. now. And uh-huh. then there's people that have tornadoes, which I've never even like, experienced anything near a tor- like i don't even know what a tornado would be like in person i can't even fathom it because i've never been associated with it but like for some people that's their norm but then like if they felt an earthquake they might freak out i'm oh, like yeah. ah, shoot that's just you know that's just what we do over here this is like we're uh we're alt we're alt earthquake over here you guys are more like new funk tornado <laughs> um my uh, my mom lives at a trailer park at the jersey shore and she sent me uh, her she has a friend whose son works at the liquor store up the street and they had a tornado today yeah Jesus she called, Christ. She called me at like eight o'clock. And I hate it when she calls me really early because she forgets how time zones work. Right, so right. I didn't, I didn't answer the phone. I just rolled over, went back to sleep. And the text was, We had a tornado, but we're fine. And I'm like, <laughs> What? <laughs> what a great text to disregard. <laughs> yeah. At 10 o'clock when I woke up, I was like, Oh, no. Yeah. I would love to see that. That's wild. That's yeah. that's because I was going to say is like to me, who's never experienced tornadoes feel like the most cartoonish natural disaster, like the most like fantastic and like not of this world. Like hurricane, I get it's wind blowing really fast in one direction or whatever. And, you know, there's right, like right. and then like earthquakes, like stuff shake, but tornadoes like, oh, this cylinder of wind is like spiraling around because of <laughs> factors that I don't remember because earth science was a long time ago. But like <laughs> it's, it seems like something out of Fantasia or something like it's a oh, very totally. crazy thing like fires i get but i guess fires are magical too now yeah. i'm just thinking about cartoons <laughs> well, earthquakes are crazy too because like uh when i was living in that house uh there there were happened to be like two earthquakes fairly close together and one was like typical like shaky earthquake but the second one was like waves and yeah. that freaked me out yeah that's the weird that's the weird part is like the uh when you like 
that you see like the videos of like the bridges like from the classic ones where they like totally bend in ways that they shouldn't be able to because of that kind of wavy thing you're talking about yeah. which i love that we're just throwing down like we know everything about the science behind this like you know when it's that wavy shit with the bridge <laughs> <laughs> we're college educated here <laughs> yeah, you know i got a film degree it's working out great <laughs> yeah no, it's great. And then, like the other night you might not have noticed because apparently you, you said you kind of like slept through it or went through uh, went back to sleep after but like i actually ended up going out into my living room and sleep, trying to sleep on the couch after the initial one because i was wanting to be near my guinea pigs uh in case another one came because they always Aww. there's always like some kind of aftershock i know i'm adorable uh, <laughs> <laughs> but and then the one it was i was like you know when you're in that half of half awake state where like you're kind of asleep but you're still conscious of the world around you uh-huh. and like it kind of feels like a lucid dream a little bit uh, that when the second one hit, which was much smaller, but I felt it shaking. This was like an hour later. I just remember sitting up on the couch and going, oh, there it is to nobody. Like literally nobody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange. I felt very weird. I was like, who did I just say that to? What am I doing? I'm going back to bed. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. Weather is just like weather and natural disasters. Like when I told people I was moving out here because I wanted to commit because I've been doing stand up like 10 years. So like, yeah. At, at like year five, I'm just like, I hate it here. I need to leave. <laughs> and uh, I love Philly, but like, I just, I was just done, you know? And, no, I get uh, it. and they're like, you're going to California? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, but the earthquakes. And I'm like, yeah, I'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah, they, they haven't had like a really bad one in a while. So it's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, like, it'll be fine. It'll be like, fine. I'll be rich enough to be able to buy uh, a, another house if I need to by the time the next big one comes. Because everyone makes it in LA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We all live in palatial estates. So. <laughs> Speaking of that's interesting. It is funny, though, because of like, I mean, people keep saying this is kind of leading into my next big uh, uh, interview question, as it were. Okay. Uh, like, well, you know how like everyone's saying like, how much worse can 2020 get? Like, obviously we've got COVID, we've got police brutality uh, and violence against protesters by the cops. We've got this, we've got that. And then the earthquake hits. And then today on the day we're recording this, that fucking bomb went off in, uh, uh, God damn it. Why well, can't I think of it off the top of my head right Beirut. now? Beirut. Yeah, Beirut. Yeah. I was to say, I've been, I've been looking at the goddamn news feed of it all day and i couldn't remember the name in beirut yeah and it's just like it's just heaping more insanity on more insanity and our lives have never been crazier than they are right now but i find i I, my question to you that i want to pose is what is like the weirdest thing you find yourself missing in this quarantine madness like thing that you wouldn't think that you'd be missing about regular la life i guess as it were oh um Anything like strange, like, oh, I didn't think I would like really miss going to like, I don't know, the laundromat or like whatever, like something that's like just some mundane shit or whatever it is. Cause I've had a few of those. I feel like I, I just, I, I don't miss open mics, but I miss, <laughs> but I kind of miss the being able to go to open mics. Yeah. Like I miss, I, and I miss like just, you know, hanging out with people out like go like my I haven't seen my friend Lauren since this whole thing started right right and like she's so much fun to hang shout out Lauren Bancroft um you know oh, she's yeah, so, I know her. yeah she's great and, yeah Lauren's awesome and like we would hang out and like she was helping me with some script stuff and like I was like we should go get lunch and she's like yeah but we're both too afraid to do it <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah you know, it's like I'm, a, I'm, 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 I miss not being afraid of people. Like, I don't yeah. really go on walks. I don't really go out all that much because, like, like again, with the people with the masks and like, right. I can't, I'm, I'm already fat and I have asthma. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's not a good deal for me, you know? And, and also, your neighborhood is very, uh, 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 barren in the sense that there's no fucking shade anywhere. Uh, it is like when it's hot, that neighborhood walking around because I, I, it's just blistering. There's no reprieve from it whatsoever. Like I go on no. walks because there's a lot of trees, at least in like certain parts of my neighborhood, and I kind right. of devise like a walk around that. But uh-huh. then again, I'm also fucking like I said earlier, like running into these families. I don't have. Ma- I cross the street like three times, like an uh, an hour to avoid families without masks. On. Uh. I, occasionally I'll go for a walk and I'll do a big loop around that big park behind the building. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And the first time I did it first or second time I did it, um, uh, like all these people did have masks on and they were looking at me like I was crazy. Ugh, that's, I'm like, just, that's the most frustrating fucking thing. 
it, I, I just don't understand it. Like we, I, I just, I just don't, I just can't. It, it, <laughs> I just can't. It, it, it's always the first 10 minutes of my therapy session where I just say <laughs> to my therapist, I can't with these people. I love that, that you've, you've absolutely in your, in your sputtering anger about how you just can't, you've echoed the sentiment that I've been saying for the last month on the intro of this podcast. So listeners are very familiar with how I feel about that, where I'm just like these fucking people, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and like, I have my little bubble, like obviously I see Stuart because we live together. Right. And then occasionally I would see Anna and sometimes my friend Jared and that's it. And yeah. that's it. Um, yeah, my I've friend got, Dave came over for dinner once and it was like a big fucking huzzah. You know? <laughs> I've got uh I've got like my roommate and then the neighbors upstairs, there's these uh you know, recent arts or uh acting school graduates that live upstairs and they're always partying. There's like four of them, they're all like yeah. splitting a two bedroom, they're crazy. But like they're like, you know, they're right above me and like they're all kind of but like whenever I hang out with them, I make a mental note to be like, I should definitely get like, a, even though like I'm, I should get a test again. Like I should get another COVID test just in case. Cause I don't know how responsible how, anyone else is being. How many COVID tests have you had? Two. <laughs> I've had three. Wow. Wow. You just flexed on me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah what I mean, you have to do it though. You got to do it. Well, what happened? Well, the first one, uh, me and Stuart were just like, we should all go get tested. So we just got tested. And then the second time, um, it was, uh, Jared's birthday. We go to his, we go to his apartment and it's like me and him and Anna and our, and you know, Dave Yates, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, Dave. So, um, I like we brought dinner with us, but I was making green beans in the kitchen. So I was sort of walking in and out, you know, listening to the conversation. So at one point I walk out and Dave's got his phone in his hand. And he's like, so now I have to go. And I was like, Oh, are you going to go see your mom? And he's like, did you hear the first part of this? And I said, no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he said, I just got a phone call from my buddy who was hanging that I was, that I saw a little while ago and his buddy that he was hanging out with just called him to tell him that he tested positive. And we were all just like, well, I guess we're all getting tested. And then he got yeah. up and went home and he felt so bad because he didn't mean to do that, you know? Sure. Uh, sure. But like, it's also fair. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, um, so there was that one. And then, um, Anna fell down some steps and I, <laughs> had to oh, take yeah. her, I had to take her to the ER and um that's a great like, place to get covid yeah <laughs> well well they obviously they didn't let me in or anything but she oh, okay. went in and you know and she she's okay um but uh apparently she was contacted by the cut by the hospital and they were like the guy across from you tested positive for covid oh, so i was yeah. like i think so i saw her post as, about that yeah yes yeah, so she didn't even she didn't even get to tell me i saw the post and immediately scheduled ah. another test oh no <laughs> and then she was like well i think and i'm like already scheduled and she was well, like yeah. Well, well, it's good that she took to social media before she let you know. <laughs> I think she knew that I was going to see it, but like, no, for sure. I used to let the world know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my two, my two have been. The first one was 14 days after uh, I went to some Black Lives Matter rallies, and even though you know everyone, had, I would say I think every single person at the rallies I went to had masks on. I don't think I saw a single person except the guy who uh, drove by or ran by and and heckled us a bunch and and tried to talk shit uh, and instigate violence. That was the only guy who didn't have Ew. a mask on. Um, but I was still like, whatever, mine as well because I was around a bunch of people. And then the second one was after. Uh, Fourth of July because I did go out on my street and hang out with the neighborhood a little bit and watch things explode because uh, everybody on my street was blowing shit up like inches from my house so I might as well go see it. <laughs> That's fair. I, I I would agree with that definitely. But I probably I'm probably due for another one. Uh, well, Stu had to go to San Francisco uh, for some family shit. Right, right. And he, and he got a test right before he came back. And like a week later, he's like, I still haven't gotten my results. And I was like, huh. He's like, I'm just going to get a test here. So he went to Dodger State <laughs> and got his results the next day. And I'm like, I don't wow. know what they're doing up there. but uh, Yeah, yeah, it's strange. When I got mine, it's, it was two-day turnaround tops, I think. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's the Bay and they're, I don't know, they're, 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 they're catering to the Twitter alumni. So <laughs> everybody who works for fucking Twitter and, and whatever else over there, they get priority test results probably. Probably. I, I, I would probably say that's probably true. I mean, of course, all the celebrities here probably have their own labs in their bathroom or something. <laughs> In San Francisco, they fucking bus them in from uh, Los Gatos so they can t get tests in the city, <laughs> and then they send them back. <laughs> that's just that's just niche Bay Area humor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, the Bay Area. Uh, well, it is good. It is good that, uh, you know, it, it seems like half of the population at any given time is being incre- uh, incredibly responsible about it. Like you and me, we're killing it. Uh, and the other half couldn't give a fuck, which I've yelled about endlessly on this podcast. So we don't need to get into them too much. But oh. uh, it does seem like it's uh, I don't I don't know. Do you have this is this is a thing I sometimes end segments on. Uh, how do you feel hopeful about the future at all? Do you think things are going to turn around this calendar year? Or are you kind of buckling in for like, all right, maybe next like twenty twenty one in the spring we'll get society going again? Um, that's a great question. It's tough. I, it's I tough was, to feel. Yeah, I was kind of hopeful, and then I started seeing all of. I had to stop reading the news. Yeah, um, I kept seeing like. Uh, high school in Georgia opens has to I shut down immediately. Um, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And like people are so hot to like get back into the old swing of things that like, that's just not the way that this is going to happen. Right. And to be honest with you, I'm surprised that they haven't locked the city down again for another two weeks. Yeah. Uh, like everything is closing. My favorite pizza place in LA is closed now. And I almost like for good. Yeah. Dough girl. That, Van Nuys. Uh. that place was amazing. That and sucks. uh they're closed and all these places are just like we can't do it see ya. um and and that's the, I, I don't know i these people who like who are deniers and like just won't do what they need to do i don't know if they need to see the bodies do they need to watch like holocaust-esque films of like bodies and piles before it starts to like click I, I in their know. head I, yeah. I just don't know what they need to see in order to just be like this is a problem people <laughs> like are dying the, the and, fucked up thing i think in that regard is like you could show them those videos but they'll they'll find some way to move the goalpost on it where it's like well that's probably doctored or that's probably not like hi- that's probably hyperbolic like honestly i think the only thing that would get any of these people who are like vehemently against it to change their mind is if somebody close to them dies that's the only yeah. thing i think and that's like really yeah. fucking dark but i think that's what it is and and what and the worst part is um people who are like well 90 percent of people who get it survive but it's the long-term health effects that's the problem yeah. people have to get like lung transplants and like you don't even know what it does to kids and it's yeah. just like this is a nightmare and it's also <laughs> even even if you take out all of that stuff about the long-term effects they're like well 90 percent people live you go, oh so we're just going to sacrifice the 10 percent so you can go get a fucking cheeseburger without wearing a mask or whatever like fuck you yeah. you want to yeah, kill 10 like, percent of the population <laughs> Like, oh, you got to get your frosted tips fixed? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, what innocuous Orange County bullshit is, are you not able to do that's worth the lives of 10% of the population? Yeah, are yeah. You- <laughs> I mean, like I, I, do, I do a 12-step meeting and um, they're all on Zoom, which is awesome. Yeah. But there's one in Orange County that it's like really big and they decided that they wanted to have in-person like Great. meetings again, which Great. like I was just like, what is wrong with you? So <laughs> – uh, me, me and a few people were like on the Zoom thing and I didn't know that they were doing this and they were sh- they were showing the meeting on – somebody had an iPad and like everybody's just sitting next to each other, like no distance. Yeah, they couldn't give a no, fuck. <laughs> and like no masks and like the whole time we were all just like horrified. Like what are yeah. you doing? Like It's, it's like, just insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like we're living in some kind of weird, bizarre world. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly like when like like – with all the shit that's going on and and then like you know the anti-maskers and how inept and and quite frankly openly fascist our leaders is uh oh, yeah. and that's all that yeah i mean that's a whole yeah it's just everything uh leader is also a, a an a overstatement <laughs> <laughs> the guy who lives in that house let's call him that yeah the walking cheeto yeah. <laughs> yeah the fucking dog shit uh but like it's and then like you know there was just like a fucking giant explosion overseas and it's like i'm just like Honestly, I feel like we're living in somebody's first draft of their first fucking terrible script where they're like, I want all of the action, like everything. Like, what if it's a pandemic? But there's also race riots, but also there's a helicopter and it goes boom and Kobe Bryant's dead. And it's just like, it seems like somebody who doesn't know how to pace a script. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like written by committee. And then we'll yeah. this what do you think about this? All right, we'll just do that. That I, I saw the video of that explosion today. Yeah. And like, holy shit. Now, I heard it was a fireworks factory, but like, I don't know, man. The, like- the, the follow up that I got, cause I was following it on CNN for a while for most of my work day today. And it, the, it, they went, they started with firecracker cracker warehouse and then they changed the, the phrasing to, 
a warehouse full of confiscated explosive materials, which means it could just be a fucking warehouse full of bombs. I don't know. A warehouse full of C4? Jesus Christ. I mean, warehouse that had a fucking atom bomb in it. Like, Jesus. Yeah, that shit. Like, it was obviously like on fire for a while and stuff was like kind of exploding. You can see from some of the videos, but then like that fucking ultimate blast was like the finisher on 4th of July. It was like, okay, there's something horrible in that warehouse yeah some, something is wrong something is horribly horribly wrong and uh and did you hear they killed the first murder, murder hornet uh up in the <laughs> pacific northwest so oh so they made fun- it to the west coast yeah they're finally here i was a little bit disappointed when they were <laughs> they just kind of disappeared because that's actually kind of interesting you know oh my god fucking uh 2020 needs to go back to to uh introduction to screenwriting and learn <laughs> learn that that writing for what you know is better than writing every cool action movie combined into one seriously it's like it's like a it's like a film class 101 like final project <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just with better cgi <laughs> actually pra- <laughs> practical effects <laughs> well, where, where'd you go to film school uh san jose state it's not like a thing <laughs> i've majored in film at a state school <laughs> I, I majored in film at a state school i went to temple in philly and uh yeah i mean it was a good department and i i, I met, uh, like i had a very awesome uh, uh department uh what do you call it advisor who got me into writing and stuff and so like I, I really value a lot of my time there but it's also like people are like oh where did you where did you study the words and i'm like i san jose state <laughs> you know what you study the words it's the same word. for film school you can go almost anywhere and learn yeah. the same shit uh it, as long it, as you have like really one matter. good professor you'll be fine <laughs> yeah yeah and like when i was in film school in the 1800s um, <laughs> uh, we had to crank the the camera now <laughs> um, <laughs> although we did have bolexes um oh shit uh, Oh, Bolexes is the bomb. I still want to buy one. I just, I love them so much, but, uh, <laughs> but it was still, we were still shooting on film and like camcorders were like, you couldn't really get the camcorders until you were like in higher level classes. Oh yeah. And right when I was graduating, uh, they were starting to roll out uh, like the IMAX with iMovie. So, uh, it was it was a different kind of thing. So by the time like my work study job was, I ran the uh, the telecine, the dual system telecine in the film editing room. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and if you for those people who don't know what that is, uh, and if anybody cares, uh, when, you, <laughs> when you when you shoot on film, you're only getting pictures, so you have something else recording the sound, and then you have right. like, the clap, you know, and then you have to sync it. So when people would have their final projects and stuff, I would have to like load it up you know, on the projector and then on the mag reels. And then, uh, you, it, it would, <laughs> it would project onto gl- pieces of glass, uh, oh, wow. that, that were picked up by like a three chip camera. And then you would get your, you would get your footage on like a VHS tape or like a, like a beta, you know, like one of those big beta tapes. Yeah. Some um, beta cock tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> And then, like, you know, I was really good at, like, hot splicing. And, like, I have all these skills that are just, like, I might as well have gone to school to become a television repairman. Or yeah, an exactly. Installer. Or, like, a fucking laser disc repair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. So, luckily, I, I, I took the writing track. So, at least yeah. that's, you know. I do remember in like my intro to like I think it was intro to uh, like radio and sound design class, uh, which is cool because I really like audio editing and stuff. Like I did learn how to mix stuff on like an old fashioned board, like they used to do, you know, for like Elton John albums and shit. Uh, <laughs> but I do remember, I do remember, like in that class, like uh, the professor being like, "We're gonna do this for a little bit, but uh, then we're gonna go on to Final Cut because this is pretty much useless now. But like, it's good to know how to do it, like just in case you like, you know, so you know how to work a mixing board in general. But uh, yeah, I'll show you how to do all of this shit with a, a program you can steal on the internet. That's awesome. <laughs> did, did you do anything with Pro Tools? Oh yeah, we used a, a lot, actually got a lot of Pro Tools, but I don't. I'm not a Mac user, so I haven't been using. And this is again for almost nobody listening. But <laughs> uh, it's all right. We're wrapping up here anyway. But uh, uh, I we did, I did have a Pro Tools uh, class, and I ended up using uh, different programs in my experience. I mean, same things that I learned from Pro Tools, but just because I don't use Macs, and I also didn't want to buy shit like that. Like I use like. Adobe Audition and, and shit like that, or just Audacity if it's something that can because you can do a lot of shit in the free stuff. People don't know. <laughs> oh, Audacity is the bomb. That's, I use that for my podcast totally. I use it for this one too. <laughs> yeah, great. I love it. 
Speaking of this podcast, we're uh, going in for the close here. Nicole, obviously this episode is coming out on Friday, August 7th, like time has any meaning anymore. Uh, what do you want people to know about? Where can they find you? Where can they listen to you? Plug away. Okay, so you can uh, check. I just updated my website, so you can hit me up at yatesycomedy.com. You can also listen to my podcast called Did You Eat? Uh, I have a brand new episode up with Brandy Posey. Uh, where we talk about, yeah, we talk about like- show Brandy Posey. Yeah, Prandy's awesome. And uh, so we talk about, you know, all kinds of like East Coast food and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, and on Saturday on the 8th, uh, I run a Zoom stand-up show called No Thanks uh, with Jimmy Calloway. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. And I we were some flyers for that. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We have a great lineup. And um, uh, that that is Saturday at 6 Pacific, 9 Eastern. You can hit me up. Um, the show is free. We like to take donations so we can pay the comics. And we also like to make a socially conscious donation. We've we've donated almost $300 so far to Black, Live, Black Lives Matters charities, to the Portland yeah. Bail Fund. Like, we're, we just love donating money. It's like the best. Um, <laughs> No, I get it. I've been doing that. I've been doing that instead of uh, sketches on this show uh, for a while. I was just like, my ad breaks were just, uh, hey, go donate here. There's a link in the fucking bio. Go. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. And I have a bunch of Zoom shows, shows coming up because uh, I do. Zoom is not the the same as you know stand up, stand up, but like it's kind of fun and it, you know it's yeah. We all need to laugh or else living in this. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and it's it's cool. One thing I've noticed, I haven't done too many uh, or like been around too many Zoom shows, but I, I and what I've under what I understand is that uh, the, they're all for, mostly free. And then like there's like oh here's ever comics do- like Venmo to donate or like here's where you can donate. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like comics are making more money on Zoom shows per capita than they were at, at LA bar shows. <laughs> Absolutely, I've made more money, definitely more money on Zoom shows than I ever had. I think in in real life. I mean it's people are generous. I've had people, you know, come to multiple shows and they'll, they'll pay for a ticket and they'll tip like cause they're just so happy to like sit on their sofa and stuff their face and, and just watch people tell jokes and, and you do hear the laughs. So it's like, why not? And I don't have to put pants on. Come on. <laughs> bottomless comedy. Yeah. <laughs> the laughs here are bottomless. <laughs> I think we have bad. a new tagline for yeah, my yeah, show. You can use that as long as you just put my Twitter handle at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, where can people find you on social media should they wish to do so? Uh, I am all over the place on social media at Yatesy75, Y-A-T-E-S-Y-7-5, and did you eat at D-I-D-J-A underscore eat on Instagram. Perfect. I'll put uh, I'll put links to that stuff in uh, in the bio of this uh, episode as well. Uh, awesome. Uh, as for me, everybody, hold on. I have to burp. Oh, that was gross. Uh, but I think I, I got away enough from that, so we're fine. Uh, <laughs> edit point there. Got it. Uh, so as for me, of course, uh, you can follow me at KB Anderson Yo on all the things and. If you haven't done it already, why not go over to patreon.com slash review for extra content from this podcast where things get weird and loopy and sometimes strange. Uh, <laughs> I think that's all I got right now. My calendar is very blank. I'm looking at it. It just says bleak with Nicole for today. So no. I think <laughs> I think that's about it for me for now. But Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, hopefully we'll ha- be able to uh, eventually record a podcast not over the computer uh, in 2021, and I look forward to doing that. Definitely, and and maybe you'll end up at this apartment not picking up a chair or or some kind of registration. Oh, listeners know all about those stories. We've covered that on past episodes. <laughs> the big mystery has just been solved at the plug section in this episode. Uh, all right, until next week, everybody. This is Kevin Harris. This is Bleak Review. Have a great weekend. Don't die. Don't die.